to the fourth and final uh, episode of the Flight Podcast. I'm Tommy Herlock. I'm Kari Smith. I'm Kaj Fernando Tamar. Brianna Corey. And uh, today we'll be talking about advocacy. But in the first episode, we talked about explicit bias, which is a bias that you know you have. It's usually more pungent, like how people always, like Republicans are going to hate the Democratic uh, candidate no matter what he does or what he's like. And then the second episode, we talked about implicit bias. An example of that was um, like how you would hold the door for an older lady, even though she could get it even if you didn't you just kind of don't think about it it just happens and in the third episode we talked about language which is uh how you speak and sometimes act around different type of people like how uh at a job interview you're going to be more formal than when if your friends you're going to use more slang but today is advocacy now advocacy is basically uh something like you care about you kind of push that because you want change so uh, you advocate for something to change, like uh, something like teacher salary, how many teachers now are going on strike and stuff because they feel they should be paid more and that they're passionate about their job, but they're just not giving the money that they deserve. So many are going on strike and stuff like that. But it also happens a lot in the book we read, Flight. Uh, Dakari, you have an example from Flight. Yeah, I have a case for Crosser. Care, like he doesn't. You mean he advocates for like uh, like better foster care because he's been treated so badly? Yeah, especially what he's been going through with his aunt, and so how that went. He looks at foster families different than other people that do when they're trying to take care of him. He thinks as all of them as bad people. No, I mean, foster care did happen in flight, although it wasn't as uh, prevalent as it is in real life. Uh, an example, another example in real life advocacy could be... Um, an example can be advocating on your race, basically by saying that you feel your race is a certain way or you feel like your race is treated a certain way, like treated lesser than another race. Or for example, when Indians or are called Indians when they're actually Native Americans. Or when Native Americans are given stereotypes such as like specific hats or clothes when they don't actually even dress like that. Yeah. Um, there are also more examples like Hosh. Like advocating for recycling so the environment could be a little bit better. And then, I mean, yeah, so these a lot of these advocacies people think could help the planet. You got another one? Yeah, another one is the WBA. Like before Gianna and Kobe passed, they were really striving for the wages on how women who get paid versus men. And so after they passed, they really wanted to focus more on what they're trying to accomplish for women as 
more than well the NBA, WWF, more in general, all sports. So yeah, most people advocate because they feel passionate about something and they want to spread it to other people to uh, hopefully make the world better and stuff like that. So they, it's really uh, necessary for a lot of people to do it because they feel the need for other people to know and a lot of times it does help. Um, and here we have a guest, a freshman at LC Bird, Taj. Um, what do you think something you advocate for is? I would advocate for um, teachers' pay because um, I feel teachers don't get paid a lot. So if they get paid more, they might like um, treat the students a lot better than they actually do. So you think um, advocacy does more good or more harm in the world? It does more good. Oh, why do you think so? Because without advocacy, a lot of um, like a lot of bad stuff it wouldn't be as good. There would be still people in poverty and other stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, thank you. And now with all of this wrapped up, I think that the book sits. Um, it has an important lesson as he's a foster kid who's been mistreated and uh, he's felt horribly his whole life pretty much and he thinks that he only faces struggles but everyone else does like us we may think that oh we have too much homework or my mom didn't let me stay up past nine or whatever it is but these foster kids 34 percent are removed because the foster parents go through drug abuse we have stats from 2017 that 7,690 children in the U.S. foster care. Yeah, so there are um, like 769,000 foster care, and there are only about 74 million children in the U.S., so that means nearly one out of ten kids in foster care. And these foster care students, even if they make it past foster care, only 10% graduate from college, which is awful. And they don't really have the same opportunity we do. So they face much harder and deeper struggles. And we often don't think about that. And I think it's important to sometimes stop and really think about how good, like we have certain things rather than other people. And it can really improve how we feel about life. Although it seems really bad, there is stuff that can be done as these foster kids could have help by people just spreading awareness or maybe making regulations on who can become foster parents because many people do it just for the money. But I think it's possible to help them and with time, I'm sure it'll get better as many things have. But uh, thanks for watching our podcast. That concludes our last episode. Thank you.